Welcome back, lady listeners. Hey, lady listeners. Welcome to another week at Read Me Romance. You've only got two weeks left of 2022. And I know, can you believe it? Alexa Riley is finishing this shit out. We have got this week for you, we've got Stalking the Secret Baby. And next week we have Toasty. So, and we'll talk about that later. But right now, yes, Stalking the Secret Baby is what you're going to get today. Um... I cannot believe that it is almost the end of the year. I know. I was looking back and I really should have done it, but I forgot that I was going to do it until I was just sat down to record. But I wanted to go back and listen to the beginning of last year and to see if we did resolutions, to see if we did New Year's resolutions. Do you think we did? I don't think I don't feel like we did only because of 2020. (laughs) I feel like we were probably like, no, we're not doing shit. I'm not doing nothing. Uh, I don't think so mm-hmm. but i think we talked about how our resolutions aren't necessarily stuff will stop but stuff we're going to make ourselves do that's yes. we want to do that we haven't done yeah one of the things that i did this year was i did duolingo and i've really liked that i mean i've heard that you know there's other better apps for you to learn a foreign language through but this one is really easy and it's it's teaching me in a way that it's fun and I've stayed engaged and I feel like that is in itself is a huge feat for sure. So, I mean, I think my streak right now is like 175 days. I think I hit that last night. Damn. So I feel like that's really good. You know, it's 175 days, but I saw, you know, my friend LB, I saw her hundred day streak and I was like, that really inspired me to do it. I was like, you know what? I, there's no reason I can't do this. <laughs> and so like, I, you know, I've talked about it before I did the free app, for a long time on it because there you can get it for free you just have to watch ads and stuff i did that for a long time and i was like if i hit like 60 days i'll pay for the yearly subscription and i did so i was like all right i'll i'll do it i'll keep it up and i have been so i'm really proud of myself for that so that was one of those like new year's resolutions that i've always said i wanted to do and never really been proactive about doing it so learn learning a foreign language you know, even just yeah. a little bit enough to get by. I don't know if I could get by yet, but I could ask you for a cup of coffee <laughs> and I feel like that's just as important as where's your, <laughs> you know? So do you think you have any resolutions for this year? I know this is kind of like on the spot questions, but no, have you I thought, about, thought like, about it? I hadn't yeah. even thought about it. It's hard to process that the end of the year is coming and that it's so close. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm more thinking about, I'm like, I don't have everything done for Christmas. I'm not yeah, thinking about yeah. New Year's. But we usually don't even do anything on New Year's, actually. We don't either. Mm-mm. No, we have a lot of football games and stuff we watch, but that's generally it. We just, like, hang out. I mean, we're lucky if we make it to midnight. I'm like, <laughs> usually asleep, and it's like, oh, yeah, happy New Year. Good night. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. I remember when I used to go out on New Year's back in my day. <laughs> you know oh, it God. used to be it used to be fun it used to be you know like a celebration and stuff but now it's like what do i want to do that for everybody's out there all drunk and shit no thanks all those people together yes exactly everybody's spreading germs <laughs> everybody's <laughs> already sick everybody's I know, right? sick right now i'm like no get away from me get away i know 
So, you know, I, I don't know, like I've, I've tried to think about it. And then I saw a TikTok earlier today that was like this woman was in her car. She just like it was early morning, but she had sunglasses and stuff and her hair was all crazy. And she was like, look, this is just a just a reminder for all you moms out there. One of your kids has like a pajama party, Christmas, Santa, Grinch, candy cane bullshit today. And you're going to forget. So and it was like, oh, my that's God. So yes, I, do. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's real. That's so real right now. Because <laughs> like both my kids have spirit week this week, you know, where it's like they have to wear a certain shit. And I'm like, like, I don't have enough to do. I have to remember that today is you're supposed to dress like a present day. One of them today had to dress like she was going on vacation, Christmas vacation. So you dress what up. What is Christmas vacation dress like? Christmas vacation, it just said dress like you're going on vacation. She wore her she wore her Hogwarts dress robes because she was like, I'm gonna go to Universal. <laughs> I was like, I'm going on a plane. I'm wearing yoga pants. I know. I was like, how is this different from your everyday? I was like, they want to dress you in like shorts. I don't understand. Yeah. I was like, this is time is so random. It's like they're trying to think up shit for us to do. Yeah. Like I like I said, like I don't have enough on my plate. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's what, you know, I was I was making notes earlier about stuff I want to talk about. And I was gonna say, do you feel like as time goes on, do you experience burnout? Like, do yes. you ever feel like with work that you experience it? Yes. Sure. What do you feel like is something you do as a writer when you feel like you have burnout? Like what's some I guess how do you manage that I don't know how to manage it because I've done it I feel like I'm in a little bit of a rut of it mm -hmm. and god my therapist has more taught me how to not get into it yeah yeah how to prevent mm -hmm. it yeah because I think it's uh, not that it's inevitable I, I do feel like maybe it's avoidable you know I don't feel like it has to happen but I feel like when it does I'm just, I feel like it, I, it's usually there's a lot going on in my life and it's not necessarily work that I'm burned out with, but it's like I'm burned out with all that's being demanded of in, in real life stuff and work stuff. So it's usually like a combination. I don't yeah. ever, I don't know that I ever feel like I'm a hundred percent burned out on work. I don't know. No, I think I'll burn out in areas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'll, yeah. Cause I'll still be able to like work out and do this and do that. Mm -hmm. But then I'll like look at my office and be like, no. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then go do something. I go clean the house. I can go, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I can go do other things. Yeah. But do you see yourself taking a break over Christmas? Like, do you think you'll actually like take an extended period of time where you don't work? Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> we're not writing. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna write. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But my therapist talked about um, instead of putting such high goals on your day, like you're like, I want to get three thousand words, or I want to mm -hmm. get two thousand words, and I want to mm -hmm. write this many days a week. She's like, bring it down a notch, mm -hmm. and then that's sustainable. Yeah. And then you yeah. won't burn out because you don't realize you're push, 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 push. And then mm -hmm. you crash and inevitably and ended up being the same. 
Yeah, yeah. If you would have set reasonable expectations. Yes, if you yeah. set those reasonable mm-hmm. expectations, then you're not going to crash. Because then when you crash, you go down. And mm-hmm. then it's like not getting anything out of you. So you might as well have made it more easy, more lax, so you can breathe and go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've had, I've had, I've seen that before, like, especially a lot of the, there's um, a lot of influencers I follow on um, Instagram where they're like, talk about like work-life balance and healthy attainable goals. And like one lady that I follow, I can't, her name's like Luby something. I'd have to look it up. I can't remember right off the top of my head. I don't want to search right now, but she was saying that she always puts like really, really attainable things that she's going to do anyways on her mm-hmm. list. You know, just so she has that sense out. of a compliment, you know, like to have that sense of it, but also to um, like feel like she surpassed it, you know, like kind of like we do with word count where she's like, okay, I'm only going to write 500 words today. Mm-hmm. So when she writes a thousand or whatever it is, she's like, you know, I feel so proud of myself because I've gone above my goals. And yeah. she was like, instead of, you know, the reverse where it's like, I'm, I'm beating myself up constantly for not reaching these arbitrary yeah. I'm setting my own self up for failure. Failure. Yeah. Yeah. When she's like, when, if I set really low goals and I overachieve them, I have this sense of success. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking and my mindset has changed over the last few years. Cause when it came to work, it was like work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. But the generation a little bit below us or my, I guess maybe my own generation kind of has had a little bit of an awakening to why do we do this? Yeah. This has been drilled into us by somebody else Mm -hmm. to work this crazy way and to not relax. Yeah. It's just something that is like, drove into a generation Mm -hmm. when it shouldn't be that way. You should have your days off. You should have your evenings. You should, that's crazy. That's insane. Nobody should be working all these hours. Companies Mm -hmm. shouldn't get away with putting people through all this shit. You can't have these days off. No, those are my days off. You know, shit like that. It's been like kind of a, an awakening for everybody. Like, why the fuck are we doing all of that? Yeah. Why are we conditioned to this sort of lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, In past recent years, too. Yeah, I feel like maybe with, you know, our Amazon thing and all that stuff, you know, being able to reprioritize a little bit, you know, since that time, I feel like I've I've put myself in sort of my mental health first in that aspect, especially going through therapy where it's like you're allowed to take a break. You're allowed to just sit and not do anything. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it took someone else telling me that that was okay. Yeah. And in not feeling guilty about it. I mean, I still do, but you know, at least being able to do it, you know, it's been driven into us, but mm-hmm. I feel like this next generation coming up, it's, I don't want to instill that in my children because mm-hmm. it was very much instilled into me. Yeah. I want them to work, but then you breathe and yeah. you go have fun. You, It's yeah. not your whole life. Yeah. So just to change. No, I get it. I mean, I feel like maybe that's, that is like generational stuff where it's like that was their entire life was their work and their job and their careers, you know, where it's just. And that's great if you enjoy yours to do it all the time. That's on you. But if you're getting love this. But, you know, I love what we do. I, you know, but I can tell that our writing is better 
when both of us are kind of on that same page though, where it's like, take your break, take your weekends, take your evenings or whatever it is, take your holidays, spend it with your family. You know, I feel like our work is better when it's like that. I think, yeah, when you, I know I enjoy what what I do. I can't think of doing anything else, but it's kind of like whenever you're, you really love an author. Okay. Let's say you can't wait for their book. Let's say like Aurora Rose sent me a book early. She's like, here, I sent you this book. I need you to read it and get back to me. You're not going to do it. It's the last (laughs) thing I want to read now all of a sudden. It is the yeah. last thing I want to read. I'm like, yep. I don't want to do this. Mm-mm, when do I yeah. have to attend by? Mm-hmm, it's yeah. suddenly like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally agree. <laughs> but, yeah. it, but it just came live from my pre-order or whatever. Like, oh, midnight staying up too late because it comes in at 11. <laughs> yep, exactly. You're like, guess what? <laughs> I didn't write last night. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. No, I get that though. Like even with what we do, you know, there's parts of our job that are like demanding and and that kind of thing where it's like, it's, it will always be work in some kind of way. But I do notice that it is easier. It's better when we're kind of on the same page about that, Mm -hmm. you know, where I can tell when we're like, even over the years that we've written, I can tell from when we used to write to now, it feels, it feels so much more relaxed. If yeah. it comes easier, I feel like the stories come easier for the most part. You know, there's yeah. some some pages you'll struggle with, but I feel like the most part it's pretty easy. So Yeah, I agree. That was just it. I mean, I was thinking about burnout and stuff, especially with the end of the year. So if you're listening to this and it is the week of Christmas and you are just at your wit's end and you're trying to get everything done, you know, get it done. Do as much as you can, you know, it, just know it doesn't have to be a hundred percent. It will be fine and it will get done even if it's not done the way you want it to get done. Yeah. And when it's over, maybe, maybe reflect on it and reevaluate what do you want to do next year going forward? So yeah. yeah, that's, that's what I would encourage you to do. If you're listening to this and you're like, yes, I'm experiencing burnout right now. Just reconsider how you want to start the year. So that's all. Um, did you read anything good this weekend? Cause I did. I uh, I actually did. I read a new author. Oh, tell me. Let me see. Okay. Her name is Bren Pollen. There's a check mark over the name. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you know, like in the corner of your Kindle. I'm like, what's the last <laughs> yeah. name? Uh-huh. Yeah. Bren Pollen. I haven't mm-hmm. seen her around a little bit. Like, what's the name of the book? Um, the ones I read, well, I have to pull it back up. Um, I read, the first one I read was like, he was insane. <laughs> Mine every night. Ooh. It was very interesting. And all of them were safe that I've read. So I read Mine Every Night. And then I read um, a second chance romance called Beast, Beast of Christmas Past. Which Ooh. is like secret baby, safe, mm. sweethearts, virgins. But the first one I read was intense because he was not, he like seen her and he was like, I'm taking her. Mm-hmm. And he worked in, so I don't even actually know what he does, like a mercenary or something. I'm not even sure. Okay. But details aren't important. He like kidnapped her and like put her in a room. Okay. And he wasn't like, violent to her but he was like would forcefully 
draw orgasms out of her. And you know what I mean? Like very possessive and very like, but sometimes I'd get mad because he would call her. Oh, he always called her his pet and his fuck toy. But it would make you mad at times. But it wouldn't because he was so obsessed with her. Like, yeah, yeah. Obsessive, compulsive. If mm-hmm. she wasn't alive, there wasn't a point to living. Yeah. So while he's yeah. saying, you're my fuck toy, you're my whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to breed my babies. Mm-hmm. And you're getting irritated with him because she tries to run away a few times and tracks mm-hmm. her down, brings her back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. It's just very interesting. I was back and forth. But I love was, it. <laughs> yes. It was dirty and all that stuff. And he was just super possessive. But it's a few points I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then I went on and bought <laughs> But all of her heroes so far that I've read have been very um, loyal and possessive. I like that. I like and that. why they might be forceful, they are not physically hurtful okay okay i got that yeah yeah yes. so what was it you mine every day okay yes okay uh mine every day and then i read the beast and christmas and i'm mm-hmm. reading right now i'm in the middle of blind date with a billionaire what's her I, name? I just started blind date with a billionaire what's her name again what's the author um bryn Pollen. Palin. Okay. um and this one, I already know it's safe because he's been stalking her for like two years. She's been at his company and he's sad he hasn't been with anybody. Mm. And he's already kind of like pulling her in. I love this. So. Well, I looked at the new release post last week and I downloaded some books. <laughs> I wish you would tell me that and I could guess. <laughs> okay. Tell me. Tell me. Which one do you think I downloaded? I downloaded so it's three. from Audios? Mm-hmm. It's from Audios? Okay. Yep. There were right three now. short ones. Okay. I don't know the Let's authors. See. I didn't know any of them. Wait, I think you might have told me. I told you I downloaded one, but I, I didn't start listening Once to it. Once Upon a Christmas Carol? Um, no. Or is that from the week before? No. I haven't okay. read that one. Christmas After All? Nope. The Upside Down Christmas Tree? Yes. I downloaded that. I haven't listened to it yet. I downloaded it. I'll let you know about that one. Let it snow. Yep. And there's one more? Mm-hmm. Did you get student, daddy, and teacher brat? No. <laughs> but think, I, now I, I want it. I think you would. But I was like, maybe <laughs> she was like, huh, let me get this. No. Because that's usually, that's usually not a book you necessarily get an audio. That's what no, you read. Like, no. For, oh, there's no. one that says bright winter lights. Bright winter lights. That was it. So I listened to Let It Snow by Michelle Simpson. And it is a, um, what do they call them? The audio originals, audible originals. So if you have a subscription to audible, audible originals are free. So if you go and look on the new release post on readmeromance.com or you look on our social media, you can see it. Um, every week, the new release post, Mel puts them up. And if there's an audible original on there, you just download it and it's on your audio app. Like it's totally free or it comes with your subscription. So this one, Let It Snow by Michelle Simpson was about six hours. It is a clean romance. There was, there was kiss. There was a kiss. That was it. And I wasn't disappointed with it though, because I will say this romance, it's so 
beautiful. It's so mm-hmm. sweet. This couple, these two young, these two young people meet at an airport. Um, she's on her way to Cancun. He's on his way to Florida and it snows in Houston. It's like this freak snowstorm and they get stuck at this airport overnight and it's Christmas Eve. So mm-hmm. they spend it together and they fall in love and like, but the people that they meet in the airport, like there's so many beautiful people. Yeah. And like one of the families they meet is a guy that's traveling with his three boys and like this old man sitting beside her and he's like talking about how those boys could use a good spanking and all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, and come to find out like this guy just lost his wife. This is their first Christmas without her, you know? And it's like, and I'm like sobbing while I'm listening to it because it's so sad, but it ends up being such a beautiful story because they end up being friends and like, it's it's so good and heartwarming. (laughs) Like the whole time I listened to it, I was just like, I had a smile on my face. It was such a sweet, that sweet story. Sweet. Yeah. Even though there was no sex at all. <laughs> so it I was hate just- when people do that, though. Talk about other people's kids in public, especially yes. when they'll say something or they'll give you a mm-hmm. look about another mom. And I'm mm-hmm. like, bitch, don't look at me. Mm-mm, I ain't the one. I'm Mm-mm. not the we one. We don't mom shame here. <laughs> no. no, listen, there was a woman in Walgreens today. I had to go pick up some candy for the kids for their Christmas thing they're doing at school you know whatever and so um there was a kid in there just losing their fucking mind and i was just checking out and i was like i have no idea what happened before they came in the store it's not my business yeah Mm -mm. that poor mom that's all i kept thinking that probably a long day you never know you never know where it starts what's going on yeah so and then the second book i'm listening to is the bright winter lights by liz maverick and it's really sweet because it's a hanukkah book and so this is a Hanukkah romance. And so this one is, they used to be friends. Um, like when they were younger, they went to the same camps and stuff. And he was in like the same friend group. It was like a Jewish summer camp or something like that. And then his family, like, I don't know, like they got, they fell into money. And so he ended up moving and going to like a different school, but they also go to the same holiday party every year. And so his friends kind of felt like, and she did, she felt like he sort of went off in his own direction. Like, Oh, we're not good enough for you anymore. That kind of thing. But he felt like they don't want to be friends with me anymore because I have all this money now. Cause they kind of ignored him, you know, and like Mm -hmm. kicked him out of the group. And so it's kind of like enemies to lovers a little bit because he shows up in the very beginning. He's like, I need you to be my date to this Hanukkah party. I told my mom we were dating and she was like, I haven't talked to you in like 10 years. Why would you tell your mom that? And he's like, just go with me to this party. Okay. So and get my mom off my back. And so that's how it starts off. And it's really good and it's written super well. And it's like, it's only three hours long. So I listened to like the first hour today and I was like, I love this. This is so fucking cute because it already starts off like the heat's broken in her apartment. He comes to pick her up and he's like, well, now you have to stay with me. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. That's the only solution. Obviously. (laughs) Clearly that's it. So it sounds really cute so far. So I'm enjoying it. But I did want to mention, I didn't really know that about the Audible originals or if I did, I, I never went through and downloaded them. So I'm so glad that you put it on the new release list. Them. There's usually a, quite a few. I mean, I can't put everything on the newest release post, mm-hmm. but it's I, huge. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot. But there's a yeah. lot of more and more I'm noticing are just coming to that. But I think that also means it's exclusive to Amazon. Yes. Yeah. But somebody said the Let It Snow one is being made into a movie. Okay. So I hear that I was, all the time. I could see it, it never happens. 
Yeah, I know. I wondered <laughs> that too. I wondered if it was like, that's why it was being put in the Audible original because it's going to be made into that or if it was just like somebody said it, you know. No, so. a lot of them are Audible originals. Yeah, okay. So anyways, it, I thought that was really cool. So you can check it out. Um, Let's talk about us. You want to? <laughs> The book we have for you today is Stalking the Secret Baby. Um, but before we play that, no. I want to mention lots it's, of stuff. Yeah, that is a Every time you yeah. see the title, I'm like, that can't be right. I just copied and pasted it. That's it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <great>. <laughs> Stalking the Secret Baby. Because it's the secret baby is getting stalked, apparently. <laughs> um, well, if he's stalking her and it's in her, I guess so that's technically true you keep thinking of like he's stalking a baby i know <laughs> or there's like a baby with like binoculars <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so stupid i love it. we wrote that <laughs> all right so this is all our new stuff right now so buckle up we have this stalking the secret baby ties into the troping series that we've been publishing lately. There's the cozy agreement, brother's best enemy. We just released blackmailed by the grump. So this ties into all, all three of those books. And there's another one that's coming, which is the forbidden stranger. That one's coming after, um, blackmailed by the grump (laughs) so that's that that's coming after that and then for in january the first of the year we're going to have a new year's book that's going to tie into this as well so just be on the lookout for that if you want to get some paperbacks you're in luck because we have some um we have two brand new print books one of them is wintry and wonderful and the other one is the andorra royalty bundle which has like arranging my bride secrets in the bride like that kind of they're all the um arranged marriage excuse me the arranged marriage series is in that um paperback and it's also being released in ebook so if you want to read all of them in ebook you can or if you want to grab in the paperback go for it the same with wintry and wonderful it's being released in ebook and in paperback so you can get both those in print and then the princess's book is going to be in print as well and that's been in print in the past but we've just recently re-added it to the website so if you want to go in and grab those do it um I think that's it. Oh, my God. That's enough. Let me read you the book bio for Stalking the Secret Baby. (laughs) Carol makes dresses for a living, and the night before a big wedding, she meets the man of her dreams. One passionate evening changes her life. Only it turns out the man of her dreams isn't isn't who he claimed to be. Off to troping, she runs with a secret she isn't ready to share. Colden had the greatest night of his life with a woman he knew was the one. But when he comes back and finds his bed empty, his world falls apart. For months, he's been searching for her, and now he's finally found her. Warning, secrets can't keep in troping, especially with a hero determined to find the love that ran away. Mistaken identity, secret baby, we've got the best of both worlds in this quick holiday love story. Ta-da! If you've been reading the series, you'll know Carol's been walking around with a mysterious baby bump. The, the whole time. <laughs> the tinsel's trying to figure out who fathered. She's like, who's the, who, who's his who's baby daddy? Who's his yeah. baby daddy? <laughs> All right. Well, let's give him the first half. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. This is Stalking the Secret Baby by Alexa Riley. Read for you by Allie Piper. Chapter 1 Caroline 
your room or mine? Colden asks as we enter the hotel elevator. I can barely think straight with his mouth and hands on me. Babe, he says as he lifts his mouth from mine. Every time he calls me babe, honey, or even sweetheart, I melt. I don't know what spell this man has over me, but I'm all in. Yours, I respond, thinking that might be the safer thing to do. At least this way I have an escape back to my room. But at the rate things are going, I don't think I'll be trying to escape anything. From the moment I bumped into Colden in the hotel lobby, sparks flew. I didn't think love at first sight was real, but I'm second guessing that now. We spent the whole afternoon together and then had dinner. Afterwards, he showed me around the city. By chance, he was in town for an event too. We have both danced around the fact that this might not be more than a one night of passion. I know I have been vague because I don't want to be a stage five clinger after knowing the man for only a few hours. But here I am headed up to his hotel room. We both know what is about to happen. And this is not something I do, ever. It's so out of character for me, but I'm finding that it's part of the excitement. Hell, I hardly come to the city to begin with. I live in a small town that I adore, where I own a small boutique that focuses more on dresses than anything. Over time, word is spread of some of my designs, and some offers I couldn't turn down had me popping into the city more often. Which is why I'm here this weekend. The bride I made a dress for is getting married tomorrow. And while we've done her fitting and everything was perfect a few months ago, she wanted to be sure that the dress was just right. So I'm here to help her put it on and make sure it fits flawlessly. Not that I can blame her for the request after the money she forked out for me to create it. It doesn't take long before Colden is pulling me into his fancy hotel suite. I could tell from his suit and the Rolex on his wrist that the man had money, even though he never brought it up or was openly braggy about it. He simply said he was an investor. I'm not sure what that really is, but clearly it pays well. This is somehow becoming more real by the second because I'm in his suite, and we're pulling at each other's clothes. I should probably tell you that this isn't something I normally do. Even as the words leave my mouth, I know they sound made up. I'm sure everyone says that. I'm shocked that my small town girl doesn't come to the city to have flings. You hush, I tease him back. I didn't tell him where I was from, just that I was in the city for work and lived in a small town. When I told him the city could be a bit overwhelming, that's when he offered to be my guide for the day. This isn't something I do either. I pause, my fingers on the buttons of his shirt. I have to drop my head all the way back to stare up into his cool blue eyes. Is that a way to get me into bed? I ask, and he shakes his head. Why do I need to make that up, Caroline? You're already here. He lifts me, then carries me toward the bedroom before laying me down on the bed. It's more than that, Colden. I've never done this at all. I decide to lay it out there because I don't want him to be surprised. That makes two of us. I blink a few times, trying to process what he's saying. I'm sure I misheard him. And now I know you're messing with me. I start to sit up because I don't find this funny, but he stops me. You don't have to believe me, but it's true. I can be a bit old fashioned. As in waiting for your wedding day? I question skeptically. 
I don't think I'm old fashioned. I just live in a small town and know everyone, which can make dating weird. Who wants to be running into not only their exes, but also their lover's ex as well? That's a big no for me. Waiting for the woman I'd marry? He says, and my breath catches. Whoa, did he really say that? Here I was worried about me being a clinger. Colden? From the expression on his face, I want to believe him. But I'm a bit naive about all this. But as he said, why does he need to smooth lines right now? I'm already half naked in his hotel bed. We'll talk about that later. The last thing I want right now is to send you running from here freaked out. I might be new at this, but when I put my mind to something, I get the job done. A small laugh leaves me. And what job is that right now? Getting you naked and making you come. He's not joking. In seconds, he has me stripped down to nothing and spread out across the bed. And I watch as he removes his own clothes. A small gasp leaves me when I see the size of his cock. The man really is big all over. He makes me feel small compared to him. Part of why I decided to open my shop was because I wanted to cater to women of all shapes and sizes. I've always been on the curvy side, and it could be hard to find cute dresses. So I started to make them myself. However, with Colden looming over me, I'm like a delicate doll in comparison. I'm nervous, I admit. I'm not sure if it's because of the sex or the fact that this man is so easily working his way into my heart. Hell, maybe my soul. He spreads my thighs and then turns serious. You can say stop at any time. But right now, I'm going to eat your pussy. My face blushes at the blunt words that no one has ever said to me before. I love them. I've never seen anything more beautiful than you spread out. I have to taste you. He buries his face between my legs, and his tongue is magic. Slowly, he starts to work his thick fingers inside me as he pushes me over the edge into an orgasm. I cry out his name, but he doesn't stop there. Colden's mouth is relentless as he licks and sucks until I'm coming again. My body begins to melt into the bed as pleasure simmers through me. Colden, I cry out when he keeps stroking my clit with his tongue. And now my legs are shaking at this point. Still nervous? He asks when he lifts his head. No. He got me all faster and better than I've ever been able to do myself. He trails kisses up my body until he claims my mouth and I taste myself on his lips. I'll have to make this up to you, he says, pressing the head of his cock inside of me. My sex contracts around it, wanting more of him inside of me. My body is begging to be filled and stretched by him. And I want this deep connection in every way possible. Make what? I gasp before I can finish my question as he thrusts deep. A mixture of pain and pleasure blend together as my body gets what it wants. Colden stills over me, his cock lodged all the way inside. I feel warmth bloom as a deep groan rumbles from him. That's when I realize what he meant by making it up to me. He came so fast. That might disappoint some girls, but all it does is make me feel sexy. He could barely get inside me before he was going off, and it's not like he didn't just make me orgasm twice. 
I knew I was waiting for the right woman, he says between kisses. Tears sting at my eyes, but I hold them back. I was starting to think I'd never find my person, and now here we are. Two strangers meeting at random. But was it random, or was it fate? Colden's cock jerks inside of me and fully comes back to life. Is this when you make it up to me? I tease as I smile up at him. As many times as you'll let me. He pulls out and thrusts back in, living up to his words. I get lost in how many times he takes me because his appetite is insatiable. All the pleasure morphs together, and I'm aware that I passed out a few times, only to be woken by him making love to me again. The next time I jerk awake, I see the sun streaming in from under the curtains that are pulled closed. I glance to the other side of the bed to see that it's empty. But there is a note. What time is it? Crap. My sweet Caroline, I know you mentioned you had work to handle today but I also have an event I need to be at. Text me when you're done. We're far from over. XOXOX, Colton. He left his number scribbled at the bottom of the note, and I realized that I might be extending my trip. My plan was to get the bride into her dress and then check out. It sounds like Colton wants to meet back up later, and I'm not letting what could be love slip through my fingers. I get dressed quickly and make it up to my room to get myself together before I head down to the bride suite. When I enter, I see a handful of bridesmaids all rushing around getting their makeup and hair done. Caroline! The bride has a giant smile on her face as she jumps up when she sees me. It makes me wonder if that's how I'll be on my wedding day. Colden's blue eyes and dark hair come to mind, along with that dimple in his left cheek. For a bride, Millie isn't stressed at all. I know she wants everything to go off without a hitch. But when I hear her talk about her soon-to-be husband, I know at the end of the day all that matters is that they are married. Are you ready to put this dress on? The wedding isn't for a few hours, but there are a million pictures to be taken. So ready, she says as I go over to the rack and help her into it. I think Millie here is the first bride I've ever known that the white dress holds true to. One of her bridesmaids teases her and Millie's cheeks turn a bright pink. I wanted this to be special. There's nothing wrong with saving yourself. I'm only teasing you, her friend says. It's sweet, but I don't know how you did it. Your husband is as handsome as they come. Watch it. Millie playfully glares at her friend as I hook the last button on the dress, and it fits as perfectly as I knew it would. My job here is done. I love it. Millie spins around and gives me a hug. Thank you so much. You have no idea how you've made this day even more perfect for me. You're welcome, I smile, loving that I get to be a small part of her happiness. You can come to the wedding if you like, Millie offers. Sorry, I have plans, but I would love to see some pictures at some point. Will do. She kisses me on the cheek before I try to make my exit. All I can think about is texting Colden, but I'm stopped from walking out the double doors. Hold up, the groom is out there, one of the bridesmaids at the door tells me. We don't want him getting a peek at her yet. Tradition, I say in understanding. My curiosity gets the better of me, though, and I glance through the peephole, 
I've never met Millie's almost husband, and I'd like to get a glimpse of her groom. All the air leaves my lungs when I see him in a tux on the other side of the door. It's the same man I spent the night before in bed with. I can even still smell him on me. Thank God Millie hadn't. What would I have said? I stumble back away from the door as reality comes crashing down all around me. You okay? One of the girls asks. I just need to get going. Is there another exit? Yeah, she says and points to the other side of the room. It's the service hallway, but I'm sure if you're in a rush, you can use it. Thanks. I met her before I turn and get the hell out of there. Guilt eats me alive as I pack up my hotel room, needing to get out of here. Part of me wonders if I should tell the bride. I have no clue what the right thing to do is. I stare at the note Colden left me. He wanted to meet up again today. Was he going to slide me in between saying I do in the wedding reception? I shove the stupid note down into my purse. I should toss it out, but for some reason, I can't bring myself to do it. Not only because it might be all I'll ever have of him, but also because after last night, I might have more of him than I know. Only time will tell. If that does end up being the case, I'll have to use that number one day. But what are the odds? Do people really lose their virginity and get pregnant on the same night? Nah. I'm not entroping where things like that happen all the time. This is the real world, not the fairy tale town I came from. Chapter Two Colden. Listen, I can't watch you like this anymore. I stare out the window of my office and make no move to let my brother know I've heard him. Colden, enough is enough. My eye twitches, and I don't know if it's from stress, lack of sleep, or the simmering anger that is always just below the surface. Could be all of the above. Okay, so it's definitely all of the above. But my brother doesn't need me to confirm it. Please, talk to me. He sighs, and I can almost feel the frustration rolling off of him. You know this isn't easy for me either, right? Then leave. Those might be the first words I've spoken all day. Maybe even all week. It's hard to keep track of time when you're a walking zombie. Fuck. Davy knocks over something, but he could destroy the place and I wouldn't care. She left, Colden. A flash of anger burns through me so fast that I can physically feel it singe my veins. I turn around to face my brother, grateful he's here. I've been looking for a fight for far too long, and it's time I take it out on someone. My brother, who is the mirror image of me, looks clean cut and put together. Me, on the other hand, I can't remember the last time I slept. My twin takes a long look at me, and his shoulders sag. He's right. This isn't easy for him because when he sees me hurting, it hangs heavy on his heart. It's always been that way with us. A few months ago, he was getting ready to marry the love of his life. And that very same day, I was falling in love with a woman who was going to be mine. Until she disappeared on me without a trace. The pain of her not being in the hotel room when I got back. Or the emptiness of constantly checking my phone for a message or missed call was awful. Caroline slipped through my fingers like a fever dream. And sometimes I wonder if I made it all up in my mind.
Maybe she wasn't real. And I imagined her perfection, her beauty, her love. Then the memories of her come flooding back. And it's like I've been hit in the chest with a sledgehammer. When I got back to the suite, I spent hours waiting as the scent of her in the room and on the sheet slowly disappeared. It was like she evaporated, and I was left trying to grab on to smoke. Let me ask you something, Davy says as he reaches into his pocket and pulls out his cell phone. She left after the two of you spent one night together. She took your note with your phone number on it and never came back to the room or contacted you. What if she truly doesn't want you? I don't believe that, I say with everything in my soul. Something happened. She wouldn't run out on me like that. This was different, Davy. She's the one, and I have to find her. He sighs as he puts his phone on my desk and pushes it slowly toward me. Be careful what you wish for, Davy. My voice sounds like it's far away as I move closer to the desk so I can see the screen. The private detective sent this an hour ago. He's found her. My mouth is dry and my fingers feel numb as I reach out and grab his cell. I just want to make sure you know what you're doing, Holden. She broke your heart once already, and I don't want to see you go through that again. His words fall flat on my ears as I scan the document until I see the address. The town is called Troping, and it's just a few hours away. I knew she was from a small town, but it was like a needle in a haystack with only her first name to go on. She made Millie's wedding dress, he says, and my head snaps up. What? She was there that day. He shakes his head like he can't believe it. All this time, and she was right there, which is why I'm worried about you chasing after her. There's nothing to worry about anymore, I say. And for the first time in almost five months, I smile. I'm going to get my girl. I spent the better part of a day looking over every inch of this town. Troping is covered in a white dusting of snow as people walk the streets and holiday music plays. It's the most cheerful place I've ever been. And I can see why Caroline lives here. It smells like peppermint and hot chocolate. And every part of me aches to find her and hold her close. I want to snuggle her in the middle of town square beside the Christmas lights. Okay, maybe I've lost my mind, but that's what happens when the love of your life skips town. The girl in the bakery sent me to the dress shop on Main Street, but when I got there, it was closed. I ended up eating lunch at the diner so I could keep an eye on it. Afterwards, I went back, but there's still no sign of Caroline. Frustrated, I decided to walk back to the inn and keep an eye out there. Most of the people in Troping seem to pass through at some point in the day, either for the free cider, to look at the gingerbread houses on display, or to say hello to the locals. It's probably my best bet on finding her besides standing in the street and screaming her name, which is plan B. I was close to doing it earlier, but the town deputy has kept a close eye on me. After the second time I went to the dress shop, I caught her glaring at me from inside her car. I don't want to cause any trouble. All I want is to find my girl and make her fall in love with me. That shouldn't be too hard. When I walk into the inn, the receptionist gives me a friendly wave before she texts something on her phone. It feels like she's watching me too as I go to the bar and take a seat. 
From this vantage point, I can see everyone that walks in or out of that door. And I don't plan on moving until I see my Caroline. A few minutes after I sit down, I see the deputy come in, followed closely by the person I think is the owner of the inn. There was a photo of him with a few of the staff in the lounge area. I stared at it for a long time, making sure Caroline wasn't in it. More cider? One of the staff says as she comes over and glances down at my empty cup. Yes, please, I say, and then reach into my wallet and pull out a hundred dollar bill. And I'd like a little information, too, if you've got some. Chapter three. Caroline. I've got cupcakes and sugar cookies. Frosty sings songs through my door, giving away the fact that she's up to something. It's not abnormal for her to bring me sweets, more so now that I'm pregnant and had a small scare last week. The suspicious part is that she was here two hours ago. My small dining room table is still filled with the last bat she dropped off. This time, it's a hard knock on the door, and I know who it's going to be before she utters a word. The police, open up, Pins shouts. Don't scare her, she'll go into labor, Frosty snaps. She can't go into labor, it's too soon. You cheated off me in biology. You have no clue about anything. Frosty hisses back at Tinsel. Yeah, I cheated off you and still got a C. So you don't know shit either. I'm coming, you dork balls. Stop bickering. I turn off my alarm and open the door to my tiny cottage that's close to downtown. Tin's patrol car sits out front, and I shake my head. My place is close enough that I can walk to the dress shop. I moved here a month ago knowing the little apartment I had over the dress shop wouldn't be enough space for me and a baby. It was barely enough room for me because I filled the space with fabric. I swear every day I get more and more orders and I can't keep up. I had to put a hold on orders for the time being, but I'm glad that my new place has two bedrooms. The second I see the two of them, Tenzel is walking right on in. We need to talk. She walks over to the dining table and inspects the desserts, I don't think she gets her fill of Frosty's treats as much as she once did now that she doesn't live over the bakery and has moved in with her fiance. Is that a paper clip in your hair? I ask her. She feels around for a second before pulling it out. Desk sex, she mutters and tosses it on the table. You don't have cupcakes or cookies, I point out to Frosty as she comes in behind Tinsel. I don't know what I would do without these two. Since the moment I found out I was pregnant, they've been my support team. They don't even push about who the father might be. Though I think they've already narrowed it down to not being someone who lives in our little town. That wasn't a hard one to figure out, though. Hell, we'd all been shocked when those two little lines showed up. Tinsel and Frosty were because they didn't know I'd been with anyone. And me because, what are the freaking odds? I'd spent one night with the man, but apparently that's all it took. I needed you to open the door, Frosty shrugged shamelessly. Sweets always do the trick. Have you ever knocked and I didn't answer? I laugh. They are both being really weird. Sit down, Caroline, you should be taking it easy. Frosty pulls out one of the chairs for me, and I wonder what the heck is going on. Wait, let me grab something. 
I go back into the living room where I was sitting on the sofa with my drawing pad and watching a marathon of holiday movies. My eyes linger on the scrap of paper sitting on the end table. I never keep it far from me, even though I know the number by heart. The smell of Colden is long gone from it. But I know at some point I'll have to use it. I almost used it a week ago when I had that small scare. But once I got to the hospital and they told me I was okay, I decided to hold off for a little longer. The doctors didn't put me on bed rest or anything, but I'm still taking it easy. I think I gave myself more of a scare than anything that day. I dreamed of Colden all through the night. And when I woke up, I felt some funny cramping. Once I saw a few drops of blood, I panicked. I know it's me working myself up, but I'm doing this alone. Even if the girls say they're going to be with me on this journey, at the end of the day, it will be me and this little boy all alone. Tens is starting her own love life, and I'm pretty sure something is up with Frosty. I'm just not sure what it is yet. Stop stalling, Tinsel calls after me with a mouthful of cookie. I'm pretty sure she's pregnant but hasn't taken a test. I'm grabbing this. I hold up the notepad. Is that my wedding dress? Tins wipes the crumbs off her mouth with the back of her hand before she takes the pad from me. You really are amazing. A sparkle lights up her eyes. It's a sweet reminder of why I do this. Plus, I'm good at my job, I tease. Tinsel gave me a few details of what she wanted in a dress, but I added some of my own touches that I knew she'd love. She can be a tomboy at times, but there's still softness to her. I wanted to put all that into her wedding dress, and I wanted it to be hers. Not only because it's custom, but because it represents her. It's perfect, but you're supposed to be relaxing. Drawing is relaxing for me. I sit down in the chair and put my hand on my small baby bump. Are y'all going to tell me what's going on because I know something is up? They glance at each other before Tenzel's face grows serious. Time's up, Caroline. We're done doing this dance. Who is the baby daddy and does he know? That's Tenzel's version of getting right to it. I'm impressed she lasted this long, honestly. I'm going to tell him I just haven't done it yet. He's not from here. I know I have to call him at some point. I'll tell him about the baby and give him an out. Why haven't you told him? Frosty asks, and her tone is softer. Because he's married. They both gasp. I mean, he wasn't when we did the deed, I rush to say as panic rises inside of me. I don't want them to think I'd do that knowing he belonged to another woman. He was engaged, but I didn't know that until after, and then the next day it was just all, I, ugh. Slow down, Tins grabs my arm. Take a breath. I suck in a deep breath knowing she's right. I can't let myself get stressed or worked up. Now, start from the beginning. I give them a toned down version of what happened, at least when it came to the sex part. I didn't need to know how many times we went at it. They're shocked enough that I'd taken a random man to a hotel and given up my virginity. He's married now, and I'm about to blow up his life. I mutter as my eyes fill with tears. I swear when I saw him, I thought my soul had found my other half. I know it sounds crazy. Clearly I am because I was wrong, but there's a woman out there I'm going to hurt too, if he tells her. 
A very sweet woman whose wedding dress I made. If he tells her, Tens lifts a brow. I don't know what to do. I'm going to give him a choice. He can be a part of the baby's life or not. I'm not sure if I should tell the wife. Tears start to stream down my face because I hate thinking about him being married and in love with some other woman. How could he love someone and do what he did? Are you sure it was him getting married? Frosty asked skeptically. Of course. They said the groom was on the other side of the door and I looked through the peephole. When I saw Colton was there, I never jumped back so fast in my life. Is this him? Tens turns her phone toward me and my eyes widen when I see his face on the screen. Not only that, I know where that picture was taken. He's here. Chapter four. Golden. Hello, how can I help you? The lady at the front desk asks. Yes, I'm wondering if you can help me find someone. Last night I tossed and turned even though the room at the end was perfect. It was knowing that Caroline was so close, yet I couldn't find her. I asked the bartender last night, but they said they were new in town and couldn't help me. Deciding I'd do better in the daytime, I woke up this morning and went straight to reception. The lady there with the name tag Emily told me that she didn't know anyone by that name, or if the town of Troping had a dress shop. I'm generally good at reading people, and she was definitely lying. It was time to pull out all the stops and find my woman. The investigator I hired could only give me a last known address, which is her business. But there's got to be more of a paper trail than that. Realizing that town records are my best option, I marched down the street to City Hall. I'll do my best. I'm afraid I moved here not too long ago, so I'm not familiar with everyone yet. She has a little nameplate on her desk that reads Joy. And she seems like a nice enough person. I'm going to tread lightly so she doesn't shut me down like every other person in this town. You see, I've got a family friend I haven't seen in years, but she's not living at the address I have. I don't have an updated number, but I thought maybe she would be listed on the register of deeds. That should be easy enough. What's the name? That's another thing. I hedge while thinking fast. My mother swears she got married, so she doesn't know the last name. I know she worked at the dress shop downtown and- Caroline? Joy pipes up and I nod. She waves her hand away dismissively. Oh, she's not married. She turns to her keyboard and clicks on a few things as my heart begins to race. Okay, I knew it was close. Let me write this address down for you. Just as she's about to hand me the piece of paper, the door behind her swings open abruptly. What's going on? The man that walks out of the mayor's office is almost as tall as me and just as wide. He's a big son of a bitch. And the way he's scowling between Joy and me makes me think that he doesn't like how close I am to her desk. Just looking up an old friend, I say, and keep my pleasant smile in place so I can get the damn piece of paper and leave. The mayor looks me up and down as he comes closer. I don't believe I know you. His eyes narrow a little and I think my time might be running out. It's fine, North, he's... Before she can finish her sentence, I snatch the paper out of her fingers and start backing up. Thanks so much for the help. Have a great afternoon. 
They both start to say something, but I'm already out the door into my car that's parked out front. The sheriff is usually parked close by, but thankfully I don't see her and make a quick getaway. Once I'm a few blocks away, I check the address and make a turn in that direction. My heart is hammering against my ribs as I make another turn down a tree-lined street. In the distance, I spot the sheriff's car and scowl. How is she always popping up? Pulling over, I check my watch and decide to wait it out. She's clearly parked in Caroline's driveway, and I don't need an audience for what I'm about to do. Time ticks by at a snail's pace, and finally I see the front door open. The sheriff and another woman exit Caroline's house, and I think it's the woman from the bakery. Is the whole town against me? I can't get a glimpse of my girl because I'm parked too far away. All I see is her hand waving, but even that small amount of skin has me hard. Fuck, I'm so close. Years go by before the sheriff finally pulls out of the driveway and goes in the opposite direction. Thank God, because I have a feeling if she had seen me, she would have taken me to jail. Something about the way she scowls at me makes me think she's always ready to arrest someone. Once I see them turn at the end of the road, I drive the rest of the way to Caroline's house and park my car. What I want to do is run up the steps and kick in the door, but I don't want to scare her either. I need to take things slowly and explain why I'm here. My hand is shaking as I form it into a fist and gently knock on the door. I can hardly think straight as the sound of her feet coming closer fills my ears. Did y'all forget something? For a brief moment, her eyes widen. And it's not shock, but relief when she sees me standing there. It's only for half a second right after she stops talking. Then it turns into a glare. What are you doing here? I should be gentle and soft as I explain how I found her. I should softly take her in my arms and whisper how much I've missed her. But I don't do any of that. In fact, I do the exact fucking opposite. You thought you could run from me? I take a looming step into her house, and she backs up as I slam the door closed behind me. You thought there was a place on this earth you could hide? Her breathing is heavy as her mouth opens, but no words come out. I shake my head as I move closer until her back hits the wall. The night you got in my bed was the night you sealed your fate. My arms move fast, and then they're around her and lifting her off the ground. Now this is right where you belong. My mouth comes down on hers in a hard kiss, and there's a moment of hesitation from her. I hear the whimper in her throat as her lips part, and my tongue sweeps inside to taste her. My hold on her is possessive, and I hitch up her knees so she puts her legs around my waist. I grind my throbbing length against her core and ache for relief inside her pussy. Mine, I say before I bite her bottom lip and then kiss my way down her neck. She gasps when I graze my teeth over the tender skin, and it's like a drug shot straight into my veins. All fucking mine. Welcome back. Welcome back, lady listeners. Um, like I said, we have got lots of stuff. Make sure you check the show notes down below for everything. But you can get the print books. You can get Endor Royalty, um, Wintry and Wonderful. Maybe we should do 
a set of the prep books, those three to give oh, away. Oh, yeah, for giveaway? Yeah. That's a great idea. Let's do that. Let's do that trilogy then. The Endora Royalty Bundle, the Wintry and Wonderful One Bundle, and then the Princesses Bundle. So we'll do all three of those signed paperbacks to a winner. And then um, make sure you check out Blackmailed by the Grump and on the lookout for Forbidden Stranger. That's coming next. We have so much stuff. And we just released like three taboo books. Oh, shit. Well. That's right. I'm just going to put... In the show links, I'm going to link to our new release page for Alexa Riley, where it mm -hmm. shows like things that just came out or about yeah. to come out. So you guys can go straight there and see everything. And you can see everything that's new. So yeah. we're just throwing it at you at the end of the year. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. That's All right. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind, and read me romance, read, read me romance.